Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie and in this episode I have a legal drama from Nigeria to tell you about. Are you ready? Let's go. This week I am talking about the show Castle and Castle from Nigeria. It was created by Mo Abudu and Heidi Ice. It is an Ebony Life TV production and it is the first Nigerian and African legal series on Netflix. There are two seasons. The first season came out in 2018 and the second one came out in September of 2021. There are 13 episodes in the first season and six episodes in the second one. The show takes place in Lagos Island, Nigeria. Nigeria's official name is the Federal Republic of Nigeria and it is located in West Africa. It is bordered by Benin to the west, Niger to the northwest and north, Chad to the northeast and Cameroon to the east, and to the south of Nigeria is the Gulf of Guinea. The show that takes place the closest to this one is the Nigerian show Crazy Lovely Cool, which takes place at the University of Nigeria, which is in Nusaka in Nugu State in Nigeria. Some fun facts about Nigeria are, it is part of the British Commonwealth, it is its own country, it gained independence in 1960, and other countries like Nigeria, which are independent countries but are a part of the British Commonwealth, are Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. The name Nigeria comes from the Niger River, which runs through the country, and the river system in Nigeria is one of the largest in the world, and the Niger Delta is the third largest delta in the world. Archaeologists have been able to determine that Nigeria has been inhabited since at least 9000 BC based on fossils that have been found. The Nigerian flag is made up of two green vertical stripes with a white vertical stripe in between. The green represents agriculture and the white represents unity and peace. In 1897, Benin City was raided and destroyed by the British. All of its treasures were stolen, and most of those treasures are locked up in the British Museum in London today. And finally, the town of Ibo-Ora is the twins capital of the world, with a rate of 50 sets of twins per every 1,000 births which is insane. They speak mainly English in this show, but they also speak Nigerian Pidgin, Yoruba, and Igbo. There are no audio alternatives and subtitles are available in closed captioned English, French, Spanish, simplified Chinese, and traditional Chinese. This show is rated TVMA, and the disclaimers that Netflix has for the show are language and smoking. The links to all the websites where I got the information for the show, the fun facts, and any other information that I did not use my memory for are going to be linked in the description of this episode as well as in the caption for the post that I made for the show on Instagram. Uh, oh my god, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're, you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who, who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. The cast for the show didn't feel like a lot until I wrote them down and realized that there are 15 people that I have to mention. I broke them up into four groups, so it should be a little easier to keep track of them. 
at least it was easier for me. The first group is the main family, and they are Remy Castle, who is played by Decore Egboson Akonde. She and her husband Tega Castle, who is played by Richard Mofe Damijo, run their lawn firm Castle and Castle. Their son Ben is played by Danola Gray, and he is returning from school in London to work at the law firm in the same roles as basically an intern. And the last member of the family is Remy's father, Duke Akintola, who is played by Bimbo Manuel. He used to run the firm before giving it to Remy and Tega. The next group are the lawyers that work at Castle and Castle under Remy and Tega, and they are Neka Amandi, who is played by Eiko Edoa. Malik Mustafa is played by Blossom Chukuchugu. Bobena Mills, who is played by Deemi Okanloam. Morneki Athol Williams, who goes by Neki, is played by Adeloe. Next is the group of office workers who aren't lawyers, and they are Stella, who is the secretary and the best part of the whole show, in my opinion. And she is played by Annie Icha. Mr. Monday is played by Kevin Ushi, and he works in the file room. Captain is the driver for the castles, and he is played by Jude Chukuka. Abigail is played by Blessing Nze, and she is the new cleaner in the office. The last group is the group of Corpers, which is basically interns, and they are Doshima, who is played by Dorcas Sholafapsen. She is a Corper from Bennu State. Shola is played by Bella Rose Okoji, and she is a Corper from ABU. Chidi is played by Amanda Efolabi, and she is a Corper from Unimade. Aruna is played by Dipo Ayo Arausi, and he is a Corper from Abuja. The last person I want to mention is Mike Aminaki, played by Daniel Etem F. Young. He used to work at Castle and Castle, and now he is starting his own law firm. That's like the breaking news in the first episode. The pictures of the actors will be up on Instagram, so you can go and check that out. The description that Netflix has for this show is a pair of high-powered, successful lawyers find themselves defending opposite interests of the justice system, causing a strain on their happy marriage. The show opens up with Tega and Remy entering the file room. Tega starts kissing Remy and they knock over some of the shelving units and they kind of laugh about how childish Tega was being bringing her in there for that. And as they're laughing about it, Stella comes in and tells them that everyone is waiting for them. Stella sees the knocked over shelves and kind of nervously laughs because it's super obvious what they were about to do before all of the shelving units fell over. But Tega and Remy pull themselves together and they leave the file room. Then it goes to the intro, which is super short and just shows Tega, Remy, Ben, Malik, Neka, and Kwabena walking toward the camera and all of them except Ben are either wearing their robes or holding them and carrying their wigs. It's as basic of an intro as an intro can be, which I'm fine with. Sometimes these intros are like longer than the episodes themselves and I just don't understand why. But when it comes back from the intro, we see all the members of the law firm in what looks like a break room area and they're sipping champagne and there are some decorations hung up and we see Remy and Tega enter and when they do, everyone claps and Remy says thank you but the applause belongs to Mike for doing a great job on a case for one of their biggest clients. And then he gives a speech about how he's been at the firm for seven years and that he learned that the law firm wasn't just a law firm but a family and that families stick together no matter what and it's basically the speech where he says he couldn't have done it without the help of everyone there and the victory belongs to everyone yada, yada, yada. i don't like mike and i also hate those speeches but before the celebration can really kick off remy's father duke comes in and everyone's vibe kind of dampens a little and he goes over and congratulates mike and he turns and asks remy and tega why mike isn't a partner at the firm yet and tega shuts him down with only partners can decide who makes partner 
and then Duke and Tega have a small battle over who's in charge. Duke points out that it's his name on the building, and Tega points out that it's his name on the firm, and Remy gets in between them and tells them both that it isn't the time or place for this conversation. And then we see a shot of them, but where we can see more of the room, and almost everyone that was there is now gone, and Stella is sneaking out with a bottle of champagne behind her back. And then Tega leaves, and then Duke says if the decisions were left to Tega, the firm would be providing pro bono services. And as he's going on his little rant, the other people that were still in the room, Captain, Nike, and Mike, all head out. And as he continues his rant, it's very clear, like I said earlier, that Duke does not like Tega. And the vision he has for the firm is very different than the one that Tega has for the firm. And Remy is like, yeah, okay, daddy, sure, whatever you say, you want a drink? But after that, we see some small conversations between some of the other characters, like Mr. Monday telling Neka that he could have closed the case that Mike just closed during the first hearing, and Neka's like, you're not a lawyer, though. And Mr. Monday's like, do you have to be a footballer to understand football? And Neka's like, eh, it's not that simple. And as he goes on about how he spends a lot of time in the filing room, Stella comes over and asks if he's seen the disaster in the filing room, and he doesn't believe her, and she basically is like, fine, when Mr. Castle can't find a file, it's gonna be your fault for not fixing the shelves, which causes him to like rush away quickly, because the file room is like his pride and joy. We also see Quabena and Malik talking about how Quabena should have taken lead on the case that Mike won, and Malik is like, you don't do labor law, and Mike is better. And Quabena is like, damn, you don't have to be so harsh. Maybe try saying things nicer, being more friendly, and Malik is like, I don't need friends. And then Nike comes over and points out that Malik hasn't touched his drink all night. And when Malik says that he doesn't drink, Quavena asks him why he's putting on a show. And Malik says that it's easier than having to explain that he doesn't drink. I'm with Malik on this one. Having to answer the question of why don't you drink every time you're in a setting where drinking is happening is annoying. Like, I don't drink because I don't like it. But like, it's also none of your business why I don't drink. So I'm with him on that one. There are a few other things that happen at the firm that night, including a conversation between Remy and Mike about if Mike will become partner or not, and it doesn't go Mike's way, and he tells Remy something that she definitely wasn't expecting, which I already mentioned earlier, and that leads to her and Tega having a conversation about what to do going forward, and that's where I'm going to leave it. The next episode is kind of the cleanup of Mike's news, as well as the final corporate arriving to start interning at the firm. We meet Shola, Chidi, and Aruna in the first episode. They help Mr. Monday clean up the file room or Mr. Monday has them clean up the file room but the way the whole show is set up they cover a couple different cases so each lawyer has a couple different cases throughout that they are focusing on but there are certain storylines that carry on throughout the whole show we even see the fallout of some of them in the second season as well but before I get to my likes and dislikes here's a promo from my friends over at the insanely dangerous retro pod show Hello, one and all, to the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Let's just start at the kids, okay? Who would win in a steel cage match between Andy Crane, Andy Peters versus Neil Buchanan and Tommy Boyd? Sounds like a scratchy robot chicken. 12 inch BA Barackers. Dolls that you do, didn't really, didn't you really do go like a 12 incher. <sighs> Here we go. Uh, it worked how I think it's going to work. It's going to be bang average. Oh, I'm just, I'm just over it now. 
Okay, so for my likes and dislikes, I liked this show. It wasn't one of my favorites, but there were points that I really did like, and I thought it got better as it went on, and I thought the second season was better than the first. The best part of the show was Stella. She is so funny. Her reactions to what other people say kill me every single time, and her and Nika together was great as well. Nika was probably my second favorite character because of how empathetic she is, and she also shut down a misogynistic asshole in episode two, and it was amazing. And I loved watching Malik sit next to her smirking while she did it because he was like completely on her side through the whole thing. And the only reason he was in that room was because that asshole refused to work with Neka and would only talk to a male lawyer. And Neka went and asked him to join her so that she could help her client. And Malik's response was, I'm offended on your behalf. And if I had to choose a favorite moment, that would be it. I also like that we saw multiple cases throughout the show. There were a couple that lasted two or three episodes, so it wasn't like a completely new case every episode that was dedicated to one lawyer. And we saw them all working on different cases at the same time, which was very realistic. The only thing I didn't like was that the acting at times was not that good. There were some actors that were good the whole time, but there were some that were bad. Like, really bad. That was really the only thing I didn't like. And to be honest with you, it wasn't that hard to push past it because it wasn't like any of the main people that were bad. If you guys give this show a chance, then let me know what you liked or didn't like. For things that stood out, there were a good amount. The first is the outfits that are worn by lawyers while in court. They're exactly the same as the outfits worn by British lawyers, so the black robes, the wigs, the white collars. Again, not really shocking, but it is a difference between the US and Nigeria. The lawyers also call the George my lord and my lordship. Here in the US, they say either your honor or sir or ma'am. I don't think that's exclusive to the US, but I'm not sure what's said in other countries, so I'm not going to assume anything, but again, that is different. Another difference was the layout of the courtroom, and I don't know if all courtrooms in Nigeria look like this, but the one we see in this show has a box in the middle of the courtroom. It's called the dock, and it's behind where the lawyers sit and in front of where the gallery is, and that's where the accused stands. What looks like the whole hearing I'm, I'm not 100% positive on that, but it seemed like they were there the entire time. And it's actually a box within a box. I believe the outside area around the inner box is where the guards stand to make sure that the accused doesn't make a run for it or so that no one can go after them if it's like a family member wanting their own justice. And the lawyers sit in rows in front of that box. There are two of them, uh, two rows. They both have this like surface it's not a desk but it's a place for the lawyer to put their paperwork and folders and it's like slanted in a way and there are microphones that i'm guessing are there to record the hearings not necessarily so the lawyers can be heard by the judge because they are pretty close to where the judge sits one set of lawyers sits on one side and the other set of lawyers sits on the other directly in front of the lawyers is where what i would call the bailiff but in this show they call them the registrar sits it's the person that calls out the matter of the hearing at the beginning of the arraignment there are times where we see the lead lawyer sit in the front row and the other lawyers sit behind them I don't know if that's to show the difference or because if they all sat in the front row, they would be crossing the middle part of the row, like going to the other side. There's like eight spots in each row, but the opposing lawyer who is by themselves sits in the second row. So it could be symbolism of one lawyer putting themselves before the team and the law and the other showing that they aren't doing what they do for the glory, but because it's what they believe in is right and the just thing to do. I'm not 100% sure. I could be like looking into that way too much like when English teachers ask you why the curtains were blue and they give you some like 
super deep answer and it's just because the author likes the color blue. I'm not 100% sure. We also see them struggle with culture versus the constitution with a couple of the different cases they take on. One, for example, has to do with the child bride and another has to do with Igbo customary law of inheritance, which according to the article mitigating the injustice of the customary law relating to inheritance of landed property by women amongst the Igbo people of Nigeria from the International Journal of Innovative Research and Development. It is women, wives, and daughters do not have right of inheritance, especially of landed property. And according to the article, Nigeria Supreme Court invalidates Igbo customary law denying female descendants the right to inherit. From LOC.gov, which is the Library of Congress, the law basically means that when a man dies, his oldest son gets the largest share of his father's individual land, and the rest is equally split between the rest of the sons, meaning the wife and daughters get nothing. And you would think that would mean that if the man had no sons, that then the wife and the daughter would inherit his land, But no, if the man has no sons, then his brother inherits his lands. And if he has no brothers, his uncles or cousins inherit the land. And that is the issue that Nika has to deal with with one of her clients. I'll have the links for those two articles in the show notes if you want to read them. It's quite fascinating, to be quite honest with you. One similarity that I did notice while watching the show was when Stella says, you're pulling my leg for like, are you kidding me? I was expecting something else, maybe something similar to, are you taking the piss that's said in the UK? And it's not common for me to notice a similarity that stands out like that, so I was happy. If you guys watched this show and anything stands out to you while watching it, then let me know. So for words and phrases, I have some words from a couple different languages. First, English. They call their interns corpers, spelled C-O-R-P-E-R-S. I think technically they aren't interns. They're members of the National Youth Service Corps, but they seem to be the equivalent to interns here in the U.S. If I'm wrong about that, please let me know. The next language is Nigerian Pigeon, or Anija, and those words and phrases are Oga, spelled O-G-A, and it means Mr., Boss, or Sir. Next is Wahala, spelled W-A-H-A-L-A, and it means Trouble. Mumu, spelled M-U-M-U, means Fool, and the last word in Nija is Koboko, spelled K-O-B-O-K-O, and it is a horse whip that is used for corporal punishment. So... That doesn't sound fun. So those were the words that I got in Nija. The phrase I got in Nija was the job where you do before, which means your previous job. I don't really feel like spelling that all out. Again, it's the job where you do before. I'm not spelling that all out. The next language is Igbo, and the only word I was able to get is Okpala, spelled O-K-P-A-L-A, and it means firstborn son. So again, that goes back to the law. The Okpala is the person that inherits the majority of the land from their father. The next language I was able to get a word in is Yoruba, which is the word Oyinbo, spelled O-Y-I-N-B-O, and is the word Nigerians use for people of European descent or those that do not appear culturally African. And they do use Oyinbo in the show, but there is an Igbo pronunciation, Oyibo, But they don't say that in the show, so I'm not counting that in my list. But I did want to mention it because they are super similar, but they are pronounced differently and technically spelled differently. And the last language is Ga, which is a Kwa language spoken in Ghana, mainly around Accra, the capital of Ghana. And the word is Chale, spelled C-H-A-L-E, which means friend. This is the first show where I was able to get at least one word or phrase from five different languages, so I am super happy about that. And it makes sense for a country like Nigeria where there are so many different languages spoken. So again, those words and phrases are corpers, oga, wahala, mumu, koboko, 
the job where you do before, Okpala, Oyinbo, and Chale. Of course, if any of those are wrong or I'm saying them wrong, please let me know. And if you watch this show and are able to pick up any new words or phrases, then let me know that as well. For familiar faces, I wasn't able to recognize any of the actors in this show. If you guys are able to recognize any of them, please let me know who and where you know them from and if those shows or movies are available online for streaming because I would love to watch them. But that's all I have for you guys for this show. I'm not sure if there's going to be a third season. The second season came out back in September and that was three years after season one. So who knows when the third season will come out if there is one. Of course, as soon as I find out any information about a third season, I will let you guys know. If you guys do give the show a chance, then let me know what you thought about it. I definitely enjoyed it. I won't be holding my breath for a third season if I'm being honest, but I would probably watch it if they do one. As always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. You can check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. And if you have any show suggestions or feedback, you can email me at HaveYouSeenIt1 at gmail.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and healthy. And I will see you next week where I will be talking about the dystopian drama The Barrier from Spain. Have you seen it? Because I have.